0: Hey guys, and welcome to Personality Bingo with me, your host, Tom Moran. So, this week on the podcast, we have Liam Gerrity. Liam is a broadcaster with RTE. He is the host of the Meet Your Maker podcast, which I highly recommend. And he is also a puppeteer. And as you're going to hear in this episode, just generally a very cool man of many talents. Um, please uh, let us know what you think of the episode. Do have a listen. And be sure to check out Liam's podcast, Meet Your Maker. But of course, only after you've listened to every single episode of Personality Bingo ever. Because God forbid we'd support the competition. Uh, guys, also really, really cool news. We had our live episode of An Irishman Abroad with Jared Regan. It was absolutely... Absolutely brilliant and everything that I could have asked for A massive thank you to everyone who took the time to come out uh, to say hello Afterwards it was really deadly We gave out some personality bingo badges It was just a generally great time And it was a really, really special night for me Gerald, if you're listening, a massive thank you to you for taking the time to do it I am excited to bring you that episode, guys Over the next couple of weeks Other than that, come check me out in King Lear at the Mill Theatre. We open this week. It's uh, very exciting uh, and very nerve-wracking, but uh, if you get a chance, come in and check us out. The production is uh, flying along. We're almost there and I'm excited to bring that to the people Uh, and if you're around, do come and see us. Aside from that, guys, let's get stuck in to Liam Garrity playing Personality Bingo with Tom Moran. Tom
1: Moran Are you ready to play personality bingo with Tom Morris? Yes, I am. Whoa, all right. Let's do it. Whoa, so much energy for this time in the morning. <laughs> Amazing. Right, um, okay, so a uh, quick explainer how it all works. So I have 60 balls in here, 60 questions on the seat, gonna put 60 minutes on the clock. I have uh six numbers for you right here on this sheet. Uh, would you do me a favor and read out your bingo numbers for today? Sure.
2: Today's bingo numbers are five. 100%. Forty-eight. Yes. 33. Great. 50. Mm. 17. And
1: twenty-four. Nice. How do you feel about them numbers?
2: Yeah, pretty good. Pretty good. I, I, now that I'm looking, like my birthday is on the twenty-third, so the twenty-four that's the closest I can get to. That's the closest I can get to making any kind of connection to Wait, these. Would numbers. you like to change the
1: twenty-four to twenty-three? I'd happily yes. let you do it. Yes, I would. Do it. Scribble yeah, it I'm in. Doing it. Scribble it in. It's done. Okay. Don't say I never do nothing for you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank <laughs> you. Wonderful. I'll, I'll leave that with you. And if oh you yeah, get that's one, my you can pen. Sorry, yeah. No worries. Do a little cross out. It was very exciting. Okay. Uh... Right, and if you do manage to tick off all your numbers, that means that you get to turn the tables on me and ask me any question in the whole wide world that you want, and I'll give you a totally honest answer. Okay. How often (laughs) has that happened, though? Never. We've got
2: people. Never. People have got five, people have got four, no one's got six yet. Oh, wow. And it's not rigged. Now I feel extra pressure to ask, like. An amazing question if that happens It is a
1: lot of pressure on the guests Because like, I don't even like mention it when they're coming in Because it never happens, you know what I mean? I'm not like, by the way, just have in the back of your head a question Because it never happened <laughs> It's like someday it's going to happen and I'm like, oh, I don't know, what's your favourite colour? <laughs> <Like, laughs> uh, but uh, I have so much more faith in you than favourite <laughs> okay. colour I've, ta- I've taken the obvious uh, one. no You're like, like
2: fuck, I mean, adding more th- pressure That was my go-to uh, Right, let's
1: give it a spin, see what comes out Let me okay. just check the time Okay, right, let's do it mm-hmm. Okay, here we go. Number 30. Do you have that? No. No worries. Number 30 <laughs> question is, what kind of a student were you? Ooh, I think that's the first time that question's ever come up.
2: Oh, what a weird question. Mm. What, what kind of a student was I? Um, I was, I guess I was kind of shy. Mm. Um, I, I wasn't like totally out of my shell. Um, and so I, I went to college. I did a PLC in Ratt- Mines College. Oh. Um and yeah, I guess I guess I was kinda shy. I I think in the, the at the start I would like go and like sit by myself for lunch and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like I was really like I don't know, it was a bit of an oddball, I think. Um but yeah.
1: Yeah. I studied in rap Minds as well and like I was always fascinated by that so what did you do like a radio y thing
2: in there? Yeah, I did um I did journalism and pure mm. um and actually it was a really I really enjoyed. it It was a really good course. It was kind of um like I work in radio now, but we we like at the time I just wanted to be a print journalist um mm. and we, even though we, we did a radio class um like once or twice a week but um that course was great. I really enjoyed it and like all the the people there. Are, were great, mm. um, but and it's it's in this. Um, I don't know if it still is, but it, it's the main college is obviously on the main street in Mines with the big clock. Yeah, um, but we were up uh, up the the hill. I forget the name of the road now. Um, but just like right up from that building, um, and we were in this big old building that had been like changed into, and they had a radio studio down the basement. It was cool. I mm. enjoyed it.
1: And like so, was it the kind of thing where you? Pretty much knew everyone in the college because it was super small, or like most people, or no,
2: and definitely I didn't because I was going out of my way not to know anyone, right? Right, <laughs> um, no, I got it. Like, I, I was just kind of like, uh, um, I was, I don't know, I was a bit of a loner, um. And I don't, I, yeah, I don't know why. I just was. Mm. Um, and then people would, like, try and, like, integrate me. <laughs> be, you know, by, hey, why don't you come and sit with us? You know? Really? That's like, nice. Yeah, no, it is nice. No, people yeah. were so nice. Like, it wasn't like, it was me being a weirdo. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, I would go into the Swan Centre and, like, um, there used to be this little cafe upstairs. Uh, I forget the name of it. But anyway, I'd go in there and have my toasted cheese sandwich. Oh, wow. And I used to buy, I was such a, I used to buy the Guardian. Oh, I was, not that, like, there's anything wrong with, you know, but, like, I think I was going, you know, I was in journalism school, and there I was, like, reading My Guardian. Yeah. On my own. I was, yeah, I was a bit of a dickhead, I suppose.
1: No, no, it's... And so what? what what's your, like, thoughts on... Like, so you work in radio... Now and you have your podcast, Meet Your Maker. Yes, also, which like sounds like I was just trying to like edge in a plug. I wasn't actually. We'll talk about <laughs> it all at the end. Um, but like, what do you, what do, What are your thoughts on like the future kind of of like how how podcasts influence radio, how radio influence podcasts? Like, are they both able to exist in the same world?
2: Yeah, of course they are. Um, but they, they are kind of. I, I think they are different things. Like I, I like I said, you know, like I work. Uh, in radio i work on um uh, uh, rt and i'm also a podcaster um and so like i started out as a print journalist but um me and my friend craig used to do this podcast called the comic cast and this is back in 2008 when like podcasts were just they'd been around maybe a couple of years but they still were like you know uh not that People didn't really know what they were. Um, And we heard about this thing and we were like, oh, this is cool. Let's, like, do our own podcast. Mm. So we used to do a podcast about comic books, animation and illustration. And we recorded it in my bedroom over an ironing board with, Mm. like, a mini disc uh, microphone. And we would just, like, talk crap uh, about comic books for, like, an hour. Um, And then, alternatively, we would go out and interview people um, on every second episode. And... um, we thought we were going to run out of people to interview because it was like Irish comic book scene, you know. And there was like we're like, is there a scene? And like now there's a huge like now like back then, you know, there was no like Dublin Comic Con or there was you know there was none of that. Um, and it's weird to see how that's changed in the last like decade um, since we started like. Um, but people start coming out of the woodwork. So the people we were interviewing were all like, um, you know, like we interviewed like Declan Shalvey and Will Sliney. Um, and and Stephen Mooney and all these people were just literally just starting out in their comic book careers. But now all those guys like draw for like Marvel and DC, like so you know, you have Will drawing Spider-Man down in Cork and you have Declan who's a Clare man, lives in Dublin, is drunk Batman. Wow. It's amazing. Mm. Um sorry, I slightly got off topic there. Um but yeah, sorry, yeah, radio and podcasts. Um yeah they they totally can exist. Um but they they are different. I think I think some times the problem is i think we're at a time now where podcasting is kind of like uh i think blogging so like kind of everybody wants to have their own podcast now mm. which is fine um but i would but but the weird thing is that like with blogging i think people wanted to be writers in some respect so they had some sort of interest in learning how to uh, are trying to like write let's say write good mm, um, mm. <laughs> but uh but with podcasting people just want to podcast but they don't necessarily have any interest in audio or like recording mm. which means that we have a lot of podcasts that like don't sound great um which is infuriating to me as like a, a sound nerd um but yeah, but just with like a few simple steps, you know, like people could, you know, have really nice sounding podcasts. It really bugs me. Like if, if I hate when, you know, um, say like if, if there's so many new Irish podcasts now, uh, uh, you know, a lot of great ones. But like it really bugs me if I if I tune in, and it's really good. And then but it sounds terrible, mm. you know, like it's recorded maybe on someone's phone and the phone is plonked in the middle of the table or whatever. um. Yeah, because it it is one of them things you can do it with really like no money, really, it really is like even
1: a Zoom sounds pretty great.
2: Oh, the Zoom like a Zoom is like the 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 standard. You yeah. know what I mean, like I use a Zoom for recording my reports on on RTE. Really, uh, you know, like you can, you know, like occasionally if if I'm recording my links, which are like the little narration bits in, in my reports, like I record them uh, because I'm a freelancer. I record all and edit all my stuff at home, mm. um, so like all my narration is recorded in my wardrobe, um, because you get a nice sound in there with the with the clothes and stuff. But um, and that's going out on you know the national broadcaster.
1: That's uh, so just the thought of you <laughs> close up in your wardrobe. <laughs> Like being broadcast into the Sometimes nation. in my pajamas. That's amazing. <laughs> Love it. Incredible. All right. Uh, on that note, let's give another spin. <laughs> okay, here we go. Number 44. Do you have that one? Uh, very close. 48. Oh, okay, okay. Oh,
2: that's, this is infuriating.
1: No worries. Well, I'll ask you a, a very interesting question. Could you ever see yourself running for president?
2: Ha! <laughs> <laughs> is that <your> answer? Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. No, I couldn't. No. Nah, no. Mm. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> I see if you have to stain from the question. Uh, no. Why would you ask me that? Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, no. Uh, no. Yeah. It's, uh, sorry, that is something I've literally never ever thought about, I'd say, like, 90% of the population.
1: Probably, yeah. I just think it's, in. I don't know, just in the world of, like, in the world of, like, Trump and, like, I mean, I assume he's probably set the precedent for future presidents of that. Like, they don't need to be political people to go for president anymore.
2: Yeah, that's true. And actually, it's funny because, like, my boyfriend always asks, or always says, like, you know, wouldn't you, like, I'd love to run the world. Like, wouldn't you love to run the world, rule the world? Um, And I'm like, no, that's not, like, that sounds like so much work, mm. you know? Um but he's always like You couldn't but, do that
1: from your wardrobe. Yeah, yeah,
2: exactly. Um but he he's always like but like you could I'd see with him I'm not really sure if he's if he means it in a in a megalomaniac way or, you know, like he always like, "Oh, but you could do some good," you know, but also he's I don't know, he says it in a kind of villainous way. <laughs> um but no, 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 no.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I I I don't know. It's and I mean, then there's like it's a very different thing being president of Ireland versus being president of like the U.S.
2: I mean, yeah. I mean, I'd like to live in the U.S.
1: Yeah, it'd be kind of cool. Yeah, like yeah. I I mean yeah. Like it's it's a really interesting job. I mean, it's it's actually a lovely job to do. I'd say at someone like Michael D. Higgins' age, because he's super active. Like he's not someone that needs to be like retired and you know is isn't able to do a job to the same ability of someone like you know who is younger to not be ageist about it. But like um. Like, it's he's a figurehead, you know, and he, he appears places and he's a beautiful orator and, you know, it's a kind of handy gig.
2: And I only recently discovered that he um has, are they called Newfoundland dogs? Is that the, to yeah, breed these yeah. massive dogs? And I think he has two of them, um, but I only recently discovered this. And now I'm, like, seeing photos of him everywhere with these dogs, uh, which is amazing. Because wow. uh, there, there was a, an amazing photo of him at some function um indoors but maybe it's in the oars, I don't know but like his dog is just like right beside him like you know with his uh, um hello, hello yeah uh, <laughs> with his um head on his lap yeah adorable
1: amazing yeah he's yeah he and he's a great like he's just in the world of all the like crazy leaders and people who have lots of power he is like just such a placid nice man yeah by the looks of it i mean i've never met him
2: yeah he is really nice, but also, I mean, he was, like, um, like you know, uh, he, he is, I wouldn't say placid. Sorry, you're right. He's kind of
1: like a revolutionary in his yeah, little way. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you're right, you're right.
2: Because I was at, um, what did I go and see recently, uh, um, Jimmy's Hall mm. in the Abbey Theatre, and it was the opening night, and he was there. Yeah. Um, and I felt really bad because a friend of mine had got tickets to go to the opening night and uh, I forgot it was the opening night. So everyone was dressed up and I was just like dressed like a slob. Mm. Uh, and then the president was there and I was like, oh, this is even worse. Uh, for, for I mean, just embarrassing for me. Mm. Um, but they actually they had this clip of they played. I don't know if they did this for every night of it, but certainly that night they played this audio clip, um, archival clip of him and. Um, you know, giving this great rousing kind of like speech about Ireland um, from, I don't know, like from like the 70s or something. Um, But it was brilliant. He was like, yeah, he's like, He's kick-ass.
1: Like, and it's kind of mad. I was just... I was thinking about... Not to excuse my poor choice of words, but, like, it is interesting in the the world of, um, I don't know, like, people like Farage and Trump and all these just, I don't know, like, uh, much more extreme figures. It's, like, even, like, someone who was, like, a revolution in his own day, but, like, with, like, you know, with compassion and, like... Articulacy is, is now placid because they're not threatening to like blow up Korea or something. Do you know
2: what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. No, absolutely. It's yeah, kind of yeah, interesting. Like, yeah, th- yeah.
1: Because you're right. He's actually like a, a like very super liberal and very like in his own way. Like, well, like he's well into his seventies, right? I guess so. Yeah, he yeah. Be. He must be. He, he must yeah, be he must nearly be. eighty. Like, kind of cool. It's kind of great. Maybe <laughs> I want to be president. I'm just talking myself around to it. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> the reason I asked that question just so I can tell you I want to be president. Okay. I don't think I do. You've got my vote. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> All right, here we go. Uh, number 20.
2: No. Okay, we're flying through no. the numbers, which is good. Okay. This is good. We're doing oh, yeah, because,
0: yeah, yeah. Th-
2: yeah. So, I, sometimes should, so we... I should keep my answers short so that we can get through more numbers. I
0: didn't say that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right, number 20. Uh, let's see. Uh, what's your opinion on Dwayne The Rock Johnson? Is that
2: really a question? Is that really... Oh my God, amazing. Um, I love him. Uh, Yeah, I like The Rock. I was never into wrestling, um, so I don't know him from that side of things. Mm -hmm. I only know him from his recent uh, foray into Hollywood. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I, uh, yeah, I like him. Um, I'm trying to think of movies I've seen him in recently. Was he in The Tooth Fairy? Have you ever seen that movie? I think I haven't, but I think he was. Yeah, I think I've seen that, and and it, that's a really weird movie. You have, like, Stephen Merchant is in it as um, some sort of, like, uh, Tooth Fairy employee, and, like, Billy Crystal is in it as this—oh, no, not Billy Crystal— um, uh, Seth MacFarlane oh. is in it. Uh, maybe Billy Crystal's in it as well. But Seth MacFarlane's in it as this weird kind of like drug pusher. But he's not really. He's not selling drugs. But whatever the Tooth Fairy equivalent is. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. teeth. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, what else do I like him in? Uh, like he's the
1: highest grossing actor in the world. Do you know that?
2: Is he? Yeah. He like his movies make the most money, like, if he's that's in it. That's, because uh, I just read yesterday that Mark Wahlberg was the um, highest paid actor of 2016, which I, seems nuts. Well, yeah. I mean, you kind of go, okay, yeah, like, he's been in, yeah, you can't, you know, go to the cinema without some Mark Wahlberg movie being in it, but, like, really? That's shocking. But
1: I think, um I was reading an in- interesting article about it, like, and, that doesn't surprise me. So let's just say, let's just say it's Mark Wahlberg and The Rock. It's like two of the most like overtly like alpha men you could think of, and I think that that says a lot about like where culture and like media is at. Like whereas before it was probably Seth Rogen, like maybe James Franco, like those stonery, kind of like nerdy, funny guys. The world's not really like that anymore.
2: That's an interesting point. And, like, and actually, it uh, wasn't Mark Wahlberg and The Rock in? Uh, a movie together where they play like gym heads. What was yeah. that called? I,
1: oh, I can't remember. I know the exact one you're talking yeah. about, and it was it was awful. It was really poor. And I actually I I'm all about Mark Wahlberg and The Rock. Like if you go into one of their movies, you know what you're gonna get. But this just wasn't even a well made bad movie. Do you know what I mean?
2: And it w- was it. I have a feeling it was like a Michael Mann movie or not a Michael Mann and uh, Michael Bay. Uh, and it was based on a true story. Really? Yeah. Huh. Although neither of us, I don't think, are going to remember it, so it's going to be not <laughs> <laughs> Yeah,
1: no, it was, but yeah, it's just like it's interesting that like that's the way the world has gone in terms of like who they're looking for movie stars right now. You know, in yeah, I think, I think, I think they're probably you could probably draw like a link between like the political landscape and like the landscape of Hollywood. You know, because I guess they reflect each other. If they're doing, if Hollywood's doing its job right, it should probably be reflecting what's going on in the world. And like, it seems that everyone's like pushing towards like rather than, like, Hillary Clinton, whatever you think about her, like, she's... Whatever, but, like, Donald Trump's, like, the opposite in lots of ways, you know?
2: So. Yeah, to- totally. Actually, a rock movie coming up that I really want to see is Jumanji Remake. Yes. Um, Which is, act- like, it's slightly changed, so, you know, this group of... uh, uh, Hodgepodge kind of, like, group of um different types of kids uh, in, like, high school are, like, sucked into this video game, and when they go in the video game they are now represented by these like different avatars. So like I think I can't remember, I think the you know, the mild mannered, like insecure guy is now like his, his avatar is the rock, so he's you know, he's in the rock. And then like the you know, the the like beautiful uh, um woman is um oh her avatar is Jack Black. Yeah. And she's horrified and yeah it's yeah,
1: that was a great movie. Like as a kid, like that, like I, I remember watching that as a kid and being like, "This is the best." <laughs> with the little board game, and yes, it was great. It, yeah, I'm excited to see that as well. Jack Black as well. He's a dude that you haven't seen. I haven't seen do anything in a while.
2: Yeah, he's been doing the, the kind of like um uh was he he was in Goosebumps? Uh, do I have that right? Yeah, Goosebumps mm. the the movie recently. They made a an ingenious um. Ingenious concept where like just all the monsters from the Goosebumps books come alive, and you know, and he's the author. He's playing the author, uh, and he has to stop them all. Mm. Um, And now I'm saying that I'm like, oh, that doesn't maybe sound that great. Yeah, but uh, (laughs) you know,
1: yeah, and like so, just chatting you, like, you seem pretty like well, like interested at least, like in like theater and like pop culture. Yeah, you you
2: you're just into that kind of thing. Yes. Yeah. I. Yeah. I. Yeah, I'm into everything.
1: <laughs> yeah, 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 And is that like like so then like what was like then the like evolution from like, you know, being in like uh Rathmines and in college mm-hmm. and stuff? Cuz uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but like you seem like very very like open and very like uh I mean, introvert and extrovert are such like basic bitch ways of like explaining something, <laughs> but you you do seem like a very like opening like uh, outgoing person. Yes. And so was there like an evolution into that?
2: Um I guess. Yeah, I guess there was. Um, I guess just over time, like you you kind of um, learn how I, I think in, in journalism and uh, especially in radio, you have to get confident and um, kind of quickly. And it helps when you're interviewing people as well, because, um, you know, the more you're kind of relaxed about it and um, just Normal or chatty Or whatever um, The more like Your your subject mm. uh, Will be inverted commas um, But yeah I, Like I don't know I, I guess I, Like I used to do Kind of like Amateur theatre Oh yeah um, Back in the day So I did kind of Like I did like That kind of You know Stuff um, Yeah sorry What was the question
1: I was just I was I was kind of just curious About yeah like how we, we, When you were talking about You know being in college And being like super Oh being shy. an
2: introvert And then yeah I, I, I think like Like I wasn't uh, like I, I I I was an int- I was more like a, I was more a loner I think but like mm. that didn't last very long because like the people in my class were super nice and like basically you know made me come for lunch with them hmm. um but yeah I, yeah but like so so then very quickly you know after you know doing that um you know after being in college um I. Became a print journalist in the local newspaper where, where I'm from, which is in Newbridge. Um, so it was the Calaire Nationalist. Mm. Um, so yeah, just kind of doing arts features there. But again, you know, had to go out and like talk to people and interview people. And uh, no, I wasn't like uh, I, like I'm backtracking now, but like yeah. I uh, yeah like uh, I don't know. I I kind of I think just at the time I was just kind of like uh, uh, oh you know I'm going for lunch on my own reading. And for was, sure. Yeah. yeah. Like. Yeah. I was more loner than an introverter, you know.
1: And what kind of um, uh, amateur theatre did you do? Was it like musical theatre or...?
2: It was both. When I was a kid, um, I used to go to musical summer camps. Mm. Um, and th- like thinking back on it now is totally nuts because basically they were two weeks long. And th- so they would have like three sets, uh, because the three sets of ages, I suppose. So the younger kids put on a show, the older kids and then the very older kids. Um, you know, would all put on a musical, and but like it happened in two weeks, like that's just like thinking back, I'm like, you, you know, you're in theater, like is that that just seems bonkers that to me? That is bonkers, yeah. Like w- they were put on like full scale, like you know, say uh, let's see, one year. So one year, I think we would have been the middle kids probably, um, and we, I was in Bugsy Malone, and then maybe the smaller kids did like a Winnie the Pooh thing, and then the older kids maybe did. A little Shop of Horrors, mm. and it's just like, like maybe, like maybe I'm imagining them as full-blown Broadway musicals. When in actual fact, they probably maybe cut half the songs out or something. But still, like in two weeks, to, you know, to, to you know, to learn your lines and stuff. Because I like that was my big problem in in you know in amateur theater is like learning my lines. I could like I was so bad at it. Um, although I could still remember I, I played Dandy Dan in Bugsy Malone and the only line i can remember that is is, um, you split your own throat for two nickels and a dime <laughs> that's that's the only line i can <laughs> amazing yeah, yeah um
1: and like and so like w- w- like now in in your like life today like where do you feel like you have like the most friends from do you have like like kind of like old friends from like those like musically things or a lot of like college friends who are you know really good and like brings into groups or is it like a lot of friends that you work with now or ha- how does that... Because I, I, I'm th- I'm, the reason I'm asking that is just because it's on my mind. I was kind of thinking back to it. I was like, God, it's really interesting to see how, like, like, you Because you know, like, different kind of circles, I guess, of friends, mm. like, in varying degrees of, like, yeah. closeness. It's like, it's interesting to see kind of how they're, like, scattered about my life, where, where they come from.
2: Yeah, it, yeah, it is weird. Um, yeah, I think, like, you know, everybody has these, like, different circles throughout their life, um, you know, that you kind of, like, move in and out of. And, um, you know, then, like... I, I like need to go all Oprah on it but like I feel very lucky because i've you know i have a you know a really great set of close friends um from probably from like a couple of the you know different circles you know into this new circle mm. um you know so like i've been lucky that way um but yeah i guess you like you move in and out of them like I don't really know. Like I probably don't know anyone from when I was a kid in those in those musical summer camps. Like <coughs> I still know you know friends that I was friends with when I was a kid, but mm. not specifically that. Um, yeah.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. Did you ever do any like Ames shows, like? Which is like... What is that? Oh, interesting. Okay, I was when you said that, that's like... Because I kind of like, when I was a kid, would have done some of them. So, like, AIM stands for Association of Irish Musical Societies. Oh, okay. So, it was like, it's no. a really it's a really big... It's weird. It's like a really big, like, scene and, like, taken super seriously.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Like, uh, I mean, like, I was never in it, but now I, I know what you're talking about now. But, um, yeah, those, like... I always thought, you know, great documentary would be if, like, a crew just followed an amateur theatre group or an amateur music musical group because like they take it seriously
1: oh man that is a
2: really good idea yeah Oh, let me tell you, that is such a good idea because
1: they take it so seriously like i work like that's what i literally do for a living now and i like started in like amateur stuff and like like the like the ser- like they take it too seriously so sometimes i'm speaking very generally yes. but i know i know some people who like, take
2: it so seriously like it's it's scary <laughs> you're kind of like oh my god you would actually like Cut someone like this is, but th- that's why it's a, like yeah, it's like it's it's the dramatics behind you know the what's actually going like the you know more drama like going on backstage I, I suppose yeah and like I yeah like I, I remember that like from uh you know doing these kind of amateur theaters and you would have like these people who did it every year and like it was kind of like. They kind of expected to get, like, you know, the big parts. Yeah, 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 of course, yeah. <laughs> you know, and yeah. there would be, like, hell to pay if they didn't.
1: Yeah, it's fascinating. And it's, like, it's one of those things, though, like, I, I'm, I'm hesitant to, like, speak badly about it because it's one of those things, you know, I'm sure you could say that about anything. Like, if we all zoomed out of our own lives, you could be like, oh, you're taking that so seriously. It's not that important in the greater scheme of things. And to them, it is. And, and that's kind of great. It's great that, like, you can find, like, that passion in anything, I suppose, to look at the positive out of it. Oh, no, 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 yeah, yeah, like,
2: yeah, totally. I mean, it's great that people, uh, like, it's not, it, we're not saying, like, you shouldn't take it seriously, but mm. we just mean the people who are, like, you know, super serious, yeah, yeah. you know, about it. But no, it was great fun, like, an, uh, like even actually, like, a good friend of mine um, who would have been in those shows with me um, is a guy called Paul Winters, who um, is from Liverpool, and he came over to Ireland, and, um, Uh, like touring and then kind of wound up staying here and working in the theatre and then he moved to Newbridge and was um, uh, the technical manager at the art centre down there Mm. Um, but I remember he used to be in some of the shows sometimes and there was one time where um, I think I think it was Charlie's aunt um, was the play and he was he uh, he won't mind me saying this but he was kind of bad at remembering lines as well uh, just like me and I remember we got caught in a loop one night where You know, like I said my line and then he said his line, but then I I just said my line again and we just kind of got caught in this and like neither of us were making any attempt to break it. And Mm. then like a more experienced actor like just stepped in, which happened a lot to me when I was in amateur theater is that like, you know, there was another time where like I walked on stage and there's a guy already on stage and he's reading a newspaper. And I sit down and I'm supposed to say something about his shoes. But anyway, I sit down and just my mind is blank. And I'm like, I have no idea what I'm supposed to say. So I'm just sitting here like twiddling my thumbs. And then after like a minute, he just goes like, aren't you going to, you know, uh, mention about my shoes or aren't you going to comment on my shoes? And I was like, yes. You know, and then I said my line. But like, I don't know if anyone even knows the difference, but that's, that's why my career in... Amateur theater was cut short because I was so bad at remembering lines.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, it's it's tricky. Like it's so funny. I was talking about this with someone this morning about like um because I was saying, I was saying, oh yeah, I came out with the play last night, and uh, you know sometimes like people come up and just say well done or whatever. And uh, this lovely uh, elderly woman came up and was just like uh, talking to me about her experience of playing. She had a really good time, and but she was said to me that uh, (laughs) she's like. Like, I loved your facial expressions, which is such an interesting thing, because (laughs) it's like, to someone, I don't know, but potentially to someone who, you know, isn't involved in theatre and never has been, they might think, like, that's, like, you practice your facial expressions, or, like, that's a thing you, like, consciously think of, whereas it's not really, like, you know, you're probably, like, listening and reacting, so, like, your face moves in a certain way or whatever. Uh, But I was like, it's so interesting, we were talking about that obvious one of, like, how do you remember all them lines? That's kind of, like, every actor's, like, kind of, like, roll the eye like lie when someone says that to them but like um it it, it is it, it's so interesting even last night came off like for the first night the whole cast collective was probably like absolutely nothing wrong with the show it was a perfectly good show and everything technically went right we we're all just kind of like that was like a weird show and we're like but like no one like forgot a line no one like made a mistake no one's like accent dropped there was no like technical thing that right, happened okay. it was just like the collective energy the group was kind of like that was just an, an odd little show there. Like Wait,
2: is, was it anything got to do with like the vibe of the audience? Does that change? Yeah,
1: like so the audience that night were fascinating. Um they every time so it's a play, so like it's broke like really like there's a lot of it's a comedy, so there's a lot of laughs throughout, mm-hmm. but like uh you know, in a musical, like there'd be the convention of after a song, oftentimes people will clap. But in, that doesn't really happen generally speaking in a play, except this time, every time someone exited, there just they just clapped on every exit which <laughs> never happens so the flow was like super off because it was only like throwing things off by two or three seconds but it just kind of affects the way everyone just everyone's like internal <laughs> rhythms so interesting i think it was a lot of americans in the house uh, and americans just you know it's a different it's a slightly different like theater culture over there like for example on broadway if like uh like let's just say let's just say like de niro is doing a play on broadway anytime he comes out or like the first time certainly he'll get a standing ovation and uh like for like two minutes just because it's De Niro walking yep. on stage and everyone kind of has to just wait and stand there which is not, I don't like that I think it's <laughs> nonsense like that's for like the end if you want to you know thank someone for it. But anyway um, but yeah so it was it was interesting like that would be the only like overt thing that I could label but like as I said perfectly good show like n- no issues it was just like huh this is this is different you know
2: yeah it's weird like it, it was, it's interesting the timing issue um, because um are you familiar with 99% Invisible? No. It's a podcast uh, by Roman Mars, um, uh, which is a great podcast. And he came over, um, it's an American podcast, and he came over and performed an episode in uh, the Freemasons. And the way he was doing it was he was doing all his narration live, but he had all his like clips and stuff like lined up. Um, but when he starts the show, he always says, um, this is 99% Invisible, I'm Roman Mars. Um, and he said that at the top of the show And everyone started like applauding And then he was like No, no, hold on, hold on he was like You can't applaud anything in this Because it's all like timed You know So no applause <laughs> Which was kind of It was hilarious And then like We got to hear him say Interesting it, His little introduction again Which everyone loves Yes so That's a great podcast Everyone should check that out
1: Okay And now let me ask you a question As a podcaster What do you think of
2: uh, Live podcasts? I think it's a great idea Um because I suppose there's two types of podcasts. Um, well, I'm generalizing now, but there's the kind of uh, um, there's the kind of like talky podcast, which is what we're doing kind of now, uh, conversational podcast, and then there's the more kind of like narrative-driven podcast, You know, your your This American Life and your mm-hmm. S Town and all that. Um, this American Life have done amazing live shows, and they really I, I like the way they do their live shows because, for example one of the ideas behind one of them was like, let's take stories that we've done on our show, uh, we'll do them on stage, but we'll do them in different styles of theatre. Uh, so the documentary story, sorry, to the, for anyone, for the like 0%, the the 1% who, who doesn't know what This American Life is, it's like a documentary radio programme. So they will take, um, in this show they took one, they turned it like one story into an opera one into a musical one into a play one into a stand-up routine one into a, a dance and um, it was amazing it was really good and actually now that i'm saying it um ira glass who presents that show actually has another show that's called uh, what is it called it's called like one radio host two dancers and something. Uh, sorry, I can't mm, really remember the name. Mm. Anyway, but he basically tells radio stories while like these are two kind of contemporary dancers like doing movement and stuff, and it was so great. Um, so yeah, so that's probably probably different to the kind of live shows, maybe that. Yeah, I,
1: I was interested because I like. Um, I listen to a lot of podcasts, and I veer more towards the conversational style, uh-huh. just my preference. And uh, sometimes I am as ke- keen on the the live ones. I, and I wonder what do because I'm actually we're doing a, a live personality bingo ah, okay. uh, in the Tivoli Theatre and repaired are an Irishman abroad, which is Jared Regan's Great, podcast. Yes. and he's chatting with Roddy Doyle, and we'll be chatting to Jarlath. So it's really exciting. Great. But like, I was I was interested because I was like, I don't I don't always love live podcasts to listen to. Sometimes I'm like, I wonder, do they lose? Like, we have a nice kind of level of like intimacy here, and Mm -hmm. we're able to kind of chat. Whereas, you know, inevitably, if you put an
2: audience, it like it changes everything. I think you have to be, um, I think you have to be the kind of person who can work with an audience, which Mm. is probably going to be perfect for you, (laughs) Uh, yeah. (laughs) Since you're you're in theater, Um, like I've seen a couple of podcasts recently that have kind of you know said that they're doing live shows, and they are kind of conversational podcasts. But I've been like. I don't know. There, there's this weird balance of like, you know, if people like your show, but like, if you want to do a live show, it it might it doesn't necessarily translate. Mm. Um, uh, yeah, I, like I don't know. I, I I think. I think it's because if you, a lot of the times when friends of mine have listened to recordings of live podcast shows, they don't like them. And I think that's I I'd say, I think the people on the night will probably enjoy it a lot more. Mm. Um, but you have to be very conscious if you're putting up the recording of the live show that, like you know, if there's visuals that you need to point those out, you know, you need to. Like I I think uh, with the using the example of the This American Life one, the um they another of their live shows that they did, um David Rakoff, um just read out an essay, and in the uh, in the middle of it he he kind of um it's about like two months before he died he's an author and um he kind of is talking about how he used to dance and then kind of in the middle of it he kind of goes off mic and just kind of starts dancing um and you can download like the live show and see it and it's amazing but like in the podcast you know you have the host coming back in who kind of nicely kind of starts telling you what's happening you know because you just wouldn't have any idea? Sorry, the, I'm. This is really a di- you know between the conversational and the and the kind of more crafted.
1: No interest. Kind of and, and what that sounds so fascinating. So, what your man David Rakoff was he like an older man? When he like so he died two months after it was recorded.
2: Uh, so yeah, he was. Uh, I think he. I, no, I. I think he had cancer. Um Yeah, right. uh, and he was. He's a great kind of like writer and essayist, uh, and used to be on this American Life all the time um and so he yeah he he had this really lovely piece about kind of you know how he used to like to go dancing um you know but he wasn't like great at it and it was really well performed and then he kind of like he he, at that time he'd lost because of an operation that he'd had um he'd lost um movement in one of his arms Mm. um so uh but it's just a beautiful kind of you know Dance. I recommend people check it out. Yeah, it
1: sounds amazing. I think I will. Yeah, actually, great. the
2: latest, uh, the the uh, like, I think the last episode of This American Life, it, it's maybe like I want to say maybe, I, I don't know. It's like an anniversary of of his death, so maybe I don't know five years or something. I'm not sure, but basically the whole episode is like just stories uh, of him. But yeah, it's great.
1: Wow, very cool. Mm. Very cool. Let's keep it on the roll.
2: Okay. All right, here we go. Number seven.
1: Oh, uh, I've 17. Ooh, close no cigar. All right, number 7. What is your favorite photograph?
2: Oh, wow. Okay. Well, I have I just, <laughs> What is my favorite photograph? My favorite photograph is actually um it's actually a photograph that I have just done a story on uh for my podcast Meet Your Maker. Um now it's this great uh photograph of um two elderly ladies sitting beneath um, a, a painting of, of WB Yeats in the Abbey Theatre and it's it was taken during a, an interval um, uh, at some play in the Abbey in the 70s and um, the photo it's so great because these two women are kind of like they're really deep in conversation but then the, this painting of Yeats um, it, it's still there like if, if you if, if you've ever been to the Abbey or Next time you go to the Abbey, look out for it. You'll see it. Um, but it's a painting of Yeats where he's kind of sitting in a chair and he's kind of looking down, and so it looks like he's like eavesdropping on their conversation. Mm-hmm. And it's just such a great photograph. Um, yeah, I, I I love it. Yeah,
1: yeah, and it, it's an oh, it's a really cool episode of the podcast as well.
2: It's a really interesting story, yeah, because um, basically uh, it was. Taken by this French photographer uh, Olivier Martel, and he was in Ireland taking photos. He'd been working on this series of um, an exhibition of like women from around the world, and so he was traveling to different countries. And um, he was just walking by the Abbey. Uh, I just love this. He was just walking by the Abbey. He just seen loads of like well dressed people outside, and was just like, What well, you know what's going on here?" And so he just like he just walked in. Uh, you know, into the reception while everyone was like hanging about, like during the interval, um, and he just seen this, uh, and as he says, um, in the podcast, like he, he's like sometimes when you're a photographer, like you just see a photo and it just it's so perfect and so like you know you couldn't frame it better. It just like appears and all you need to do is like click, yeah, you know, on the camera, um, yeah, and yeah, it's it's a beautiful beautiful photo
1: did did he <laughs> this is so stupid this is where my mind went i was like how does that work as a photographer like in terms of permission and
2: yeah well he actually said i i am um, I, I can't remember if i cut this out of the podcast or not <clears throat> um just because so uh you know like when i interview people um you know i'm editing stuff down so uh, but i think he did say um yeah, he no, he he didn't uh, ask. Yeah, I actually don't know what the what mm. the proper like etiquette is. Um, I, I he he definitely didn't talk to them. Um, he he didn't ask. Uh, like he just he saw the photo and he took it. And, and I suppose like you know once you ask, you know they're gonna be like. St- turning and looking at you and sitting and they're going to completely change. Of course. Um so obviously then you could say well, you know, afterwards did he up and, you know, but he I know he didn't. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, just, okay. You know, yeah. and then and then that photo is in like, you know, uh, in his book um and uh, exhibited around the world. Um yeah, that's an interesting question.
1: Mm. Um
2: yeah, I don't know But it, no, it's a great episode People should check that one out like That I was my probably my favourite my Ah, thank it.
1: you Just gonna do a little time check Yes, Alright, cool Okay, we've got like 20 minutes left We've got 20 Let's minutes let I've only got
2: six numbers to get <laughs> 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 I do not fancy your chances, sir uh, uh,
1: Number 43
2: No No, you had 23 no, for, uh, four, uh, 33 and 48 Okay, and okay And I okay, can okay. somehow combine them Right, <laughs> yeah <laughs> 43, question is
1: um, If there was one thing you could change about Ireland What would it be? Mr
2: President. <laughs> <laughs> oh that's that's a good question. So yeah
1: made you president even though you didn't
2: want to be Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like the way you did that. Um one thing I could change about Ireland um that's a tough one. Um well I'm trying to think now. Like I'm between like something really big, or then like just going like something like nitpicky. Oh, <laughs> N- give me, me both. Give me both. Give me both. Oh no. Uh, sorry, I don't have both of oh, them. Right, I right, just right. try to. Yeah. Um, oh. Uh, well, the nitpicky one, nit, nitpicky one, would be this is just yeah. I like obviously I haven't given this any thought, but I do hate <laughs> when I hate when people are queuing for buses. And they're just, like, all over the footpath. That, like, drives me insane. And I know it drives a lot of people insane. But particularly because I know, like, I know that, like, queue Etiquette in other countries, like, they have it down. We're just, like, crap at it. Like, I know, I think someone was telling me, I think it was in Canada, they actually have, um, like, a line marked on the footpath so that people, like, queue for the buses, like, you know, down this line. Mm. And I'm like, that's so smart. And simple. And simple. It
1: would literally be the simplest thing to do. Yeah,
2: although we are pretty bad at, like, following cues. I I don't know if that's, like, an Irish thing, but, like, just... I think queuing systems can get. I, I mean, I you know, I'm not saying I'm an expert on queues. Mm. I, I will get you know, go into a cafe and be like, "Where does this queue start?" I'm not sure. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we're we're pretty. Yeah, I uh, would change that. It really bugs me. Yeah,
1: yeah. I'm no one hundred percent. That that's a really good one. Like I, and it's so interesting that you were like we're very between, like the bit, like the big one or like the the like the nitpicky one because like the big like the big ones are nearly like in a weird way. The big ones are nearly like. Well, it, I guess it just depends how your brain works. Like in in, in a weird way, like the big ones are nearly easier because you can just like it's so big. Like like no, actually, I was I was gonna say something that w- wasn't true. I'll say it. Uh, like for example, like something like marriage equality. Like that was such a big change that like yeah, was yeah. made like a couple of years ago, mm-hmm. which you know not to everyone, but like to to most yes. people. Most people in my circle it was like a very obvious big change. Yeah. Like another thing, like you know. Uh, repealing the 8th amendment Like again Not to everyone mm. Like that'll probably be like Actually super close If it was voted on Potentially Right But like To a lot of people That like Yeah yeah is yeah, a, yeah You know A really important like change That you know what People would hope Of course Yeah yeah so yeah
2: Yeah I mean Yeah I mean That's why I was wrestling I was like I know, you know yeah Like yes Like the big ones are Like repeal the 8th And like you know Solve homelessness And you sure. know All these things um, But yeah
1: Yeah But bus stops are important too <laughs>
2: But yeah, get, let's get our priorities right now. Yeah, yeah. I, a, I, I jest. I jest. No, I know, I know, I know, I know. Right, let's give it no spin. Whoa,
1: two came out. Okay, well, we'll go oh. for, We'll go one at a time. Number nineteen.
2: No. No. Okay, number nineteen. This is infuriating. Yeah, man. I, we'll it's get you. Really one. upsetting. We'll get you.
1: Have you or do you ever consider emigrating?
2: Oh, good one. Um, I would love to live in New York. Mm, um, me too <laughs> big time. Because I've been there loads of times and really enjoy it. And I think, like, actually. I think I've only ended up staying in a hotel once there, but like every other time was either staying with friends or Airbnb in, you know, in, and actually mostly in Brooklyn. Um, and yeah, so I think I think every time I've been there, I've been like, oh yeah, like this is what it feels like just to live here. Mm. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I just, yeah, I'm mean, totally in love with New York. Um, I went there when I was like very, super young actually, would have been around the time, I think maybe I was, still in college i was very young i was very also like i was a I'd say i was like very young like you know i was like 20 but i was like mm. i was a real baby face yeah. and i was really like i don't say naive but i was really you know like i i was like a late bloomer in you know in kind of confidence and you know whatever so it was kind of in a way strange for me to be going to new york on my own mm. um and i was going because i had interviewed um Uh, An author, two authors, actually one, um, uh, Marty Beckerman, um, who wrote uh, a whole lot of cool books. One was like Generation Slut, Mm. which was um, Slut stands for Sexually Liberated Urban Teen. Um and is that what it stands for? No, it just in his book or oh, in yeah, sorry, in his book. Okay, yeah, 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 like, yeah. You're like, I'm oh like that's changed the word <laughs> "slut" yeah, for me. Yeah, oh yeah. Um, and uh, Ned Vizzini, who is like an amazing uh, young adult, uh, um, f- fiction author who uh, wrote a a whole lot of great books. Um, actually, um, Be More Chill and uh, House of Secrets with actually Chris Columbus, who's the guy who did Home Alone. Mm. Um, anyway, sorry. I, I'd interviewed both of these guys and um, Marty lived in Washington, D.C. and Ned lived in Brooklyn. And Marty had said, like, oh, why don't you come over and like visit? Because actually I'd interviewed them, but like we were around the same age and we kind of got on like via the Internet. Mm. Um, and he's like, oh, why don't you come over and visit? So and he was like, why don't you ask Ned? Because they were friends uh, also. Um, and he was like, why don't you ask Ned if you can stay with him for a week in New York and then you can come to Washington, you know, after. Um, and so I did. And it was, uh, yeah, it was absolutely amazing. And I just like f- from that moment totally fell in love mm. um, with the city. And actually at the time I was um, like I was saying, I started out as a print journalist and the Calera Nationalist. and I was writing a, a column, a weekly column about commuting up to Dublin um, and and. Ned was hosting used to host a weekly um, reading series literary reading series in like a local bar uh, in Brooklyn and um, he he saw that I wrote these and he was like oh you want to like read something you know while you're over and I was like yeah sure and like thinking back on it now I'm like it's so bizarre because like my columns were all about like commuting from Newbridge <laughs> to Dublin they were so specific mm. to you know Newbridge and and Ireland and everything and I don't know, in a way, I was just like, I wonder what the New York, Brooklynites, you know, thought of this. And also, because nobody stopped me, like, I think I was supposed to read for 10 minutes or something, I wrote, read for about 40 minutes because, like, of of this, like, Newbridge commute stuff, you know, talking about, like, local councillors and stuff. And, like, I, I was so embarrassed when someone pointed out to me that I'd, like, gone about half an hour over time reading this. Like, why did nobody stop me? Yeah. Um, Oh, side note uh, Another guy on the night Who was reading Had written an episode Of the Golden Girls And I was like I was like Oh my god This is amazing Yeah yeah, Wow um, But yeah sorry New York Yeah I love it Yeah It's an amazing place Yes um,
1: Yeah And like as a freelance journalist Like what like What do you think Your
2: prospects of like Working over there would be Well this is the thing um, Because Podcasting Is we're, we're Far behind On it here you know he says in head stuff studios yeah uh but but we are in in general um you know like like i said you know when i started out in podcasting this sounds really like you know uh i was listening to podcasts before you know this is the real arcade fire you know i listened to arcade <laughs> fire first um but like you know i've been podcasting since 2008 um and i've been into podcasts and so like this um w- w- you know It's something that I'm interested in, but we're so far behind. And it's only even in the last couple of years that like America has started to, you know, kind of people have started to make a living out of doing podcasts. And one of my favorite shows is a show called Startup. Mm. if you've ever heard of it, it's it's from Gimlet Media so a producer called Alex Bloomberg left This American Life to set up a podcasting company and their first podcast is this amazing series where basically they just recorded themselves as they set up this podcasting company Um, so kind of like a reality show podcast almost or documentary uh, uh, show so basically every time he goes to pitch to investors to get money for the podcast he records it and and you get to hear that that pitch but then you also get to hear him talking to his wife afterwards going like oh my god and you know you get to hear them talking about discussing the name and like her like laughing her ass off going that's such a stupid name and like pick another one and um but anyway sorry um so there there's so many opportunities in america in new york in particular um with with podcasting so like that is definitely something that i've thought about mm. um because you know it's some like here right now, um, you know you can't you can't really you you can't make a living off podcasting mm-hmm. in Ireland just yet. Yeah. Um, and it may even be like, could even be like another five years. I mean, the only people who are doing it, I guess, uh, is is the second captains. Yeah. Um, you know, because that they, they have, you know, but that it was a long journey you know for them you know and they started out as a radio show and you know moving to the Irish Times and everything but um but for yeah for your general kind of person you can't and I want I like I want to make a living out of it Mm. you know like I make a living out of radio and the two are kind of very similar you know for me Um, but it's just kind of convincing people to pay for podcasts is the problem
1: yeah of course and like yeah, it, it, because in the state and even like the advertising money in the states behind them is because and it's so funny. Like the podcast I listen to, certainly they're all the same like advertisers. It's really interesting.
2: Oh yeah, it's like you know, it's Squarespace. It's, yeah, uh, Casper mattresses. It's like Neundis. Like, <laughs> do you know you know exactly what
1: it's gonna be that Meals one. What's the Meals one? Uh, oh,
2: is it Blue, Blue apron? apron? You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, it's crazy. None of this is paid, by the way. We're just uh, yeah, <laughs> we're just plugging these uh, oh, you products for free. Products? <laughs> yeah, yeah, great. Yeah, I know it's fascinating. Yeah, well that's And that's the other Like it is convincing sponsors Over here um, You know uh, That People listen to podcasts Yeah, the numbers make sense Yeah, yeah Yeah, yeah yeah, yeah. Right, Um,
1: cool Let's get you another number This one kind of came out organically I just left it sitting in there Right, number 34 Oh,
2: I have 33.
1: Oh, no. Okay, okay, okay. Three counts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm telling you. You, you would think it was fixed. Like, it, yeah, there's not... definitely Russian involvement. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 34. Tell us about a moment in your life that you would describe as a close
2: call. Woo. That's interesting. It can be uh, anything I, I yeah uh, yeah, well, obviously the first thing I was like, you know has, has there been any times where like nearly died, yeah, maybe that's
1: it's it's probably a leading question, uh,
2: yeah, yeah, no, it is a total leading question, yeah yeah yeah, yeah, <laughs> um uh in in that regard, uh in the injury regard i I've been very lucky in that I think, oh, actually, you know, I have one, um uh, <laughs> I yes. was just about to say, like, oh, I fractured my ankle, but no, actually, my appendix exploded once. <sighs> Um, really well not that it can explode twice, but <laughs> yeah, you know, once once it's yeah. you know exploded, that's it's like a, a yeah. lizard's tail that yeah, 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 back. Yeah. <laughs> I was in um uh, this is years ago. I used to work in Duns and um in, in Newbridge and um i w- just suddenly was getting really hot and then I like after a while I get really cold. It was so weird, it was the weirdest thing. Um and yeah, I was getting hot and cold and hot and cold. Um, but I was a trooper. And I was kind of like, oh, maybe this will be fine. And um, but then after a while, I was just like, my my my. I was just kind of holding my stomach, going, oh, something's not right. So, um, so I called my dad. So my dad was on his way to pick me up, and like by the time he came to get me, I was just like, I was sitting outside, duns, like just you know, kind of in a heap, going, oh. Um, still didn't really know what was wrong. Didn't even guess, like you know, and. We... What we do we do? Oh, yeah, so I w- basically stayed up all night. I couldn't sleep. Like, I was just, like, it was. I was in so much pain. I can't remember, did we try and ring... We must have tried to ring, like, the K-Doc. Uh, <laughs> I can't really remember. Uh, yeah, anyway, anyway, went to the doctor first thing in the morning, and, yeah, he was like, yeah, it's, uh, we think your appendix may have exploded. <laughs> you need to go to the hospital, like, immediately. Um... So that's what I did. I went over to the hospital in NACE and, um, yeah, I had to get, like, a, you know, surgery to get rid of it because apparently when it explodes, it's, like, full of stuff that, like, you know, would just ruin your insides. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that was kind of scary. And I remember um, just before they put me under, because it was kind of like an, an emergency, um, like, operation, I don't know what way it works exactly but I think they'd like you know they'd called they'd had to call this doctor in who maybe wasn't in the hospital at the time or something and when that doctor came in they were having an argument a mild argument about kind of like you know oh you should have like contacted me this way or you should have they were just having some sort of weird little argument as they were putting me under and I just the last thing I remember was just me like thinking like oh don't argue like before you're like cutting me open like Jesus (laughs) Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, it was fine. Um, it was fine, and uh, I survived to tell the tale. Um, but yeah, I was in. The, yeah, God, I was in the hospital for about two weeks afterwards. Um, because yeah, they just wanted to make extra sure. Yeah, everything was fine.
1: Yeah, I had mine out like when I was younger, but like it was. Mo- it, it didn't burst, <laughs> and it was like little keyhole surgery, and it was. Uh, okay, yeah, yeah. It
2: was all okay. But
1: yeah, man, it, like it burst like is serious, like. This. You, that can like be failed
2: yeah 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 like I remember um, I don't know if, if Dara Green tells us in his uh, I think he does tell us in his stand up mm. but like I just love this where he you know that happened to him and he bumped into uh, I think a, a nurse who had helped during the surgery um, and, and of course he didn't I don't think he recognised her because he was he must have been under or something but she came up to him and was like you know um, you know oh I just you know I you don't know me I, I was the nurse actually Who you know uh, Worked on your Helped out during your surgery um, And then she was like Yeah we took it out It came apart in our hands <laughs> I was like Oh my god That's terrifying Oh uh, my god Yeah Yeah it it, it's mad Have we f- Sorry have we figured out What they do Yet
1: Isn't, Wasn't it digesting grass Was always the what was Thing it? that okay. I thought Yeah Like yeah. It was like People used to be like Does, oh does that mean can't I
2: can't digest grass anymore I'm so sorry man Can't go man. vegan Yeah
1: Oh well. (laughs) Are you are you veggie or vegan or anything like that? No. Do you ever think about it?
2: No. (laughs) Um, (laughs) No. um, No, I don't. Uh, Like I know, like it is a good thing. (laughs) Yeah. No. Like yeah. No, I, yeah,
1: yeah. My little brother, uh, like he's eighteen, like and he he went vegan. Like he he still lives at home though, and so so it's like it's more like my mom went vegan. Like she has to cook now for like because he's like. 18,
2: but she so. so did she with her. So, did, like, who went vegan Sorry,
1: first? sorry, my little brother is vegan. My mom still eats meat and everything, like... Oh, okay. But, but she, like, he still lives at home, and he's not, like, super independent or anything. Okay, so, like, okay. she, he's still at that point where, like, he's having, like, <laughs> mommy's dinners, you know, that way. <laughs> so, like, it's more of a pain for her. Like, he's okay. just kind of, like, put the food in front of me. I'll eat it. But, uh, but he's... But, uh, no, to be fair, I'm doing him a disservice. Like, he's very, like, you know, conscious socially and stuff. Like, he would do yeah, it yeah. for moral reasons. He, he thinks yeah, yeah. animals would no, rather be alive. I, and,
2: absolutely. I think it's, like uh, like... A lot of people that I'm friends with on Facebook are and share stuff about it. And I think there's actually a movie on Netflix recently written by John Ronson. Uh, I want to say it's called something like I'm going to get this wrong, but it's something like o-, o Jack or something. And and I think the premise is that there's this kind of cr- they create this creature is, for the purpose of this movie. There's this like kind of like animal that you know they've invented for this movie that doesn't exist. Mm. Um, and this little girl kind of like befriends it and. Anyway, just look it up on Netflix. It's supposed to be very good. Mm, Yeah, I've heard it. Actually, sorry. um, I think Simon Amstel, uh, the stand-up guy who used to host uh, Nevermind the Buzzcocks, has done a documentary that I haven't seen. Or, or, sorry, a a mockumentary. And it's basically set um, 20 years in the future where everyone is vegan. Mm. And... It, the trailer looks hilarious because it kind of interviews like different people who like you know people who secretly going out having meat and like they are like considered murderers like you know it, it's, 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 inter- it's interesting you know like yeah. I don't knock it or anything you yeah
1: know? yeah 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 like p- potentially like yeah, that could be what like that could be like the thing that like you know like say like you know, say you have, like, grandchildren or I have grandchildren, that they look back on us and, like, what the fuck were you guys doing? Totally. It well, really like,
2: could. The, don't they say, like, in, in, you know, in a couple of years we're going to be eating bugs, like, because we're running out of, like... uh Like, like bugs are kind of... They, they're already starting to kind of make, like, make bug um, kind of, like, protein supplements and stuff for, mm. like, people who exercise and stuff. And it's just getting over that idea because, like, we... Yeah, that we are going to eventually going to have to start eating bugs.
1: Yeah, it's weird that we. It's kind of it's kind of weird. Like I know it's weird to think that we would eat bugs, but it's also weird to think like why we don't already eat bugs. Yeah, like when you think about it, like surely like their level of like consciousness and stuff isn't that different to like is like lesser. you would
2: think than like a cow or a pig, yeah, yeah, or something that we it's do. It's weird. We right? were like, you know, we'll eat a cow, but we won't necessarily eat a like a horse. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or like unless we've been forced to accidentally. Yes. Sweeney Todd style.
1: Um right okay, let's do one more. Okay. Time for one more. Let's okay. try to get your number.
2: Okay. Let's. If if I get this if this number is one of my numbers, can that be can that represent like all six? Oh, absolutely not. <laughs> I know what you're going to say. <laughs> but the chances, the chances, I think you should take a risk on this one. The chances of it like are are very slim. Yeah. You know, but like, yeah, hey man,
0: you have your
1: own podcast to do. Okay, <laughs> uh, okay all right. <laughs> no, I'm only messing. It. It's number one. I know you don't have it. Uh, oh man, what a you whitewashed. Uh, You're not the first to do it. I will say that.
2: Not the first. Whether what? Like you've got none. You got no. Uh, I'm not. Oh, like you. <laughs> Rub it in. You failed. <laughs> um, and I'm just saying, uh, there are other
1: losers like you out uh, there. Uh, okay. Don't feel too alone.
2: Yeah. Who else have you? Was how many did Mark Halloran get? I oh, he got a few. He got like. Three maybe Mark
1: Yeah Do you know Mark? I do Yeah he's like a super nice guy He is He's incredibly talented as well Yeah He was actually It's um, annoying how talented he oh is Oh my god He's he's like I, I kind of I didn't Like he's um. I'm a writer and an actor. Like, and his work is like something that I really like a spark. Especially as a writer, like he's an incredible actor. But I really like his like screenplays and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah. fact he's like written and been and stuff is like ultimately what I'd love to do. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and he's um, coming
2: up in, in this new um in, in the movie adaptation of Dublin yeah, Old School. I
1: know. I just saw that the other day. Looks cool. Yeah. It. Uh, did you see the play? I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's yeah. a great it's
2: play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm really excited to see it. Be great. Um,
1: all right. Uh, last question, kind of a weird way to finish, but let's do it. Do you believe in ghosts?
2: Ha! <laughs> great. I thought you were gonna say do you believe in God? Uh but it's <laughs> I, I like ghosts is way better. Yeah or are they similar? Yeah. Um ghosts. Do I believe in ghosts? Um I really like ghosts. I really sorry, that sounds like <laughs> it sounded like a simpleton. <laughs> um I, I like the idea of the supernatural. I'm really uh, I'm, I'm you know, have an interest in the supernatural and ghosts. Um not like i don't know like so i some people are going what do you mean you don't know of course there aren't ghosts um but it's you mean like real like i definitely do have an interest like i really love like ghost stories um, and and uh, you know, like er, at Christmas, they used to. I think I'm not sure if they still do, but BBC used to have like a ghost story at Christmas, and they would film like an old like M.R. James uh, ghost story or whatever. And I, I love all that kind of stuff. Mm. Um, and like definitely when I was a kid, I would have been like uh, you know more interested, I suppose, in the supernatural and um, um, unsolved mysteries and and the X Files and all that kind of stuff. Um,
1: Did you ever like see something that you were kind of like?
2: No, and I'm always really annoyed, like, because I I know several people who kind of have said, like, they've had these kind of, like, you know, experiences where, like, you know, they felt a presence in the room, and then they, like, seen someone or whatever, and I, like, I really, it's like whenever I, I, I really like Darren Brown, and, um, I anytime I've been to his shows and I think I've been to like nearly all of his shows in the Borgash and he always does this thing where he gets everyone in the audience to stand up and he tries to hypnotize them mm. and like I, I, um and I really want to be hypnotized but it just like do, I'm like it just never works for me because basically he he tries to hypnotize the whole audience and then he goes like you know if you're not feeling hypnotized or whatever well he probably says it better than that uh you know sit down and so then, you know, you sit down and there's about like 50 people who are still like standing up who are like, and I'm just like, oh, I'd, I'd, I don't know. I just want to experience that. Like how, why are they like, what is it that like, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's a weird one. It's a weird one. And like,
1: what, you, I'm just asking because you brought it up. What about God? Do you believe in God?
2: No, that's unfair. If if you, you don't get to ask <laughs> that because you didn't let me do my 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 thing there. Ah, hilarious. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Interesting. Okay. Well, no, I suppose. what like, um, with the, but it is it is an interesting thing though, right? But like, what in terms of. Like you, I'm just gonna quote you now because you said it, and it's on, on mic, so fuck you. Uh, <laughs> it's um, like, like about you, like maybe like it is the same thing. It's it's just a really interesting like notion, I guess, of like how spirituality has like evolved from like you know I am um, be quite close to my granny who's uh, ninety, mm-hmm. and you know like her version of like um you know spirituality, like she's very like Catholic, like just really like. By the book, like, what you would picture, like, to be, like, an Irish nine-year-old Catholic. And it's really interesting, like, how now that's evolved. I'm not saying that, like, it, like goes to, like, a separate thing to it, but it's really interesting how now, I think, like, a lot of, like, uh, like our generation would be quite, like, spiritual, but in, like, a very different way. Yeah. Generally speaking. It's just fascinating how, like, that that's evolved.
2: Yeah, it is really weird. Um
1: I mean, I, I know, like, the Catholic Church and, like, the atrocities that, like, are very obviously linked uh, have but it's even weird how it's weird like it's it's weird and it's not how like just like the, the, an organisation can affect like the faith of something that's obviously much bigger
2: than an organisation right or
1: like how linked are they do you know what yeah, I mean yeah 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 like, yeah I don't know
2: like I remember um, um, the community and David Mitchell I'm ever surprised to hear him make this point but um he, he was kind of, I think he was doing a Q and a and I think someone asked, you know, did he believe in God or something? And, and I think he's, I think, I'm not sure if he said he did or that he was agnostic, but he was basically saying, like, you know, like, dying is a terrifying concept. And, like, the fact that people have this thing to comfort them, you know, is totally understandable. And, like, we shouldn't make, like you know, fun of people for that. Although I think that's simple oversimplifying it a little bit. Um but um yeah. I don't know. Sorry. I have totally lost it. Oh spirituality, it's yes, yes. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's interesting as well. <laughs> I have had arguments that, sorry, we should really finish, but anyway, I'm interested now. Uh we, What's like, your favourite ghost? <laughs> Oh man, I've I and I, I don't even I couldn't even tell you anything about Casper. Like no, no, uh, Casper's the one that came into my mind. Like Ghostbusters. I saw the one with the four women in it like recently oh, yeah, yeah, um yeah. that people were mad about which was hilarious. Like <laughs> that was just silly. Um I yeah, I dunno, I like um yeah, but I, I I'm like that. I veer in the like in the in the zone of like wanting to believe,
2: like but I'm just
1: like I just like think it's like it's more interesting
2: to I believe mean, it, it. Yeah, yeah. Like uh, no, I I'm totally with you. Like you know, I, I hesitate to even say there's probably not ghosts for fear of you know sounding stupid because maybe they're like I, should, I, I I'm fighting myself just to go. There's no such thing as ghosts. Yeah, I know. because you kind of have this childlike thing of like it'd be really fun if there if there were ghosts. Mm. Um, you know, I, yeah. I don't know where. Can I ask you a question? Where yeah. would you, if you became a ghost, where would you ha- come back to haunt? Oh, that is a great question. <laughs> I want to rob that. That is a great question. Um, I like the idea of you coming back to like to, you know, the head uh, head stuff uh, um, uh, podcast studios. You know, yeah, l- I
1: I think honestly, where where mm, I think I might uh, haunt Cinderell and Parnell Street. <laughs> I think I would. I'd I I I spend a lot of time there. I have like the you know unlimited, oh, yeah, and yes, I yeah, God, yeah. I love movies and stuff, so I see a lot.
2: I thought you were going to say Smock Alley, because actually a friend of mine told me that Smock Alley is supposed to be haunted.
1: I believe it is haunted. Yeah. So the staff have said I haven't seen anything to suggest it, but yeah, apparently it is, mm. and it, it's a very old building. It would. uh it would make sense.
2: But wait, this is the, that's actually, you say, the, the, the people always say this, like it's an old building, it would make sense. But people are dying all the time. So yes. surely, it, we should have like haunted, you know, people in modern clothes, like haunting. Do you know what I mean? Why do we think that like, you know, why do we associate like ghosts with the, you know, older buildings. Like we surely we should have people haunting this building who are like dead maybe ten years.
1: No, but like we have like Wi Fi now, so we don't need to
2: <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's interfering with the like the, yeah. the the supernatural spectral stuff.
1: Yeah it's a good point. No, I mean Is an no church and churches are always like a bit like you're just a bit more suspect of them, you know what I mean? <laughs> you're just like if a ghost was gonna be somewhere he'd probably be here. Yeah. But
2: hey He's got, yeah ghosts with no imagination haunt churches and graveyards. Yeah just a basic bitch
1: ghost <laughs> That's good. Okay, that's going to be the name of the next screenplay. Okay, basically basic goes. goes. Uh, Liam, thank you so much for doing the podcast. Thanks for Would having me. Would you do me a favour and just tell people if they can find it on social media
2: about your podcast and all those bits and bobs? Sure, okay. yes. Uh, yeah, well, my podcast is Meet Your Maker and it's a show about the people who make the things we love and uh, our website is meetyourmaker.ie and you can subscribe to us on iTunes, a Stitcher and all these places where you can get your... Uh, Headstuff podcast as well. Um, and yeah, I'm on Twitter, Liam underscore Garrity. I just like Google, like I, I sorry, I, I, I know that I'm extending your episode now, but like it, sometimes when I'm listening to podcasts and people are saying all their things uh, at the end, and I'm like, is it because people are so lazy that they can't just Google? Like, it's so easy to find, you know, you, you know, if you're like stalking someone who you're like potentially going to date on, like, you know, uh, uh, Tinder Um, you know, you go and stalk them. We'll use that information. Sorry. Yes. Anyway. Sorry. Never mind. Sorry.
1: Okay. So basically you're saying just don't listen to anything you just said and just Google. Just, yeah. yeah. Exactly. yeah. <laughs> nice, man. Thank you so much for playing personality bingo. Loved it.
0: So, guys, that was Liam Garrity playing Personality Bingo with Tom Moore. Liam, a massive thank you to you for taking the time to do it, man. It was an absolute pleasure to meet you, and uh, it was a really good chat, so I hope you enjoyed having it as much as I did chatting. Uh, Guys, other than that, a few quick thank yous. uh, As always, a huge thank you to Alan and Paddy at Headstuff. Also, a huge thank you to Sean and Louise and everyone at Headstuff who does such brilliant work for the podcast. Also, a huge thank you to Connor Nolan for his wonderful artwork, to Liam Moore and Anthony Manley for their deadly theme music, and as always... To the incredible boss woman Taz Kelleher For mixing, editing And producing this podcast I actually haven't got to see Taz in ages So Taz, this is our only way of communicating So hello, you're the best I miss you And let's hang out really soon Uh, Guys, other than that A huge thank you to Liam As I said And a massive thank you to you guys For taking the time to listen And to get in touch It means a lot when you uh, Give us a tweet Give us a retweet Give us a Facebook like Anything like that Please do It makes such a difference And I always try and get back to anyone Who does get in touch Because uh, it genuinely does Mean so much when you take take the time to get in touch with me the least i can do is get back in touch and just say thank you and it also helps to spread the word so uh, that's the main reason that i get back because it's actually really greedy and just my own benefit so that as many people get to listen to my stupid voice as possible guys tune back in next week for another episode of personality bingo with tom moran